The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, bunch of podcasts, bunch of media gigs, Loving trying to avoid a real job like the plague my whole life. I'm 41. I don't know. I guess I'd say I'm like halfway there at this point. Wednesday means Andrew Brandt, who was a longtime agent, then vice president of player finance for the Green Bay Packers. Now he's helping out Vayner Sports and he works at Villanova and he writes for the MMQB at Sports Illustrated. And he's got the Business of Sports podcast. We'll get to that momentarily. We've got basically breaking news as we're recording this thing. It's coming down by the second. We'll do the best we can. The Titans have two more positives. Patriots star cornerback Stephon Gilmore is a positive. And this sucks. Let's be honest. This is not good. I'm trying to be upbeat, happy Ross like I normally am. But I'm a little bit concerned to say the least right now. I do need to give a couple shout outs. One shout out. Scotty Boyd. Scotty, you are the man. I finally got a chance, I mentioned this the other day, to go to my P.O. box and pick up some stuff that some people had sent me, including some of the listeners. And yesterday, Jeff Nichols, I mentioned the mustard. Scotty Boyd not only sent me a couple beers, um, probably illegal, Scotty. Don't worry about it. I won't tell anybody. And in terms of the masks, he hand-designed like five masks for me. Check out my social media at Ross Tucker NFL across the board, and you can see these handmade masks. I should have one right now. I'll wear it tomorrow. I'll put, I'll put it on tomorrow. But it's a Ross Tucker football podcast mask. It's unbelievable. Scotty, you're the man. People like Scotty are awesome. Same people that spread the word via social media. Same people that take advantage of our sponsors and want the final Madden code this week, whether it's the Omaha Stakes, putting the code in Tucker in the search bar, or you guys know the deal with DraftKings, number one rated sportsbook app. Put the promo code in, Ross. So, a lot to get to. Thank you, Scotty. Let's dive right into the latest with Andrew Brandt. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. You know, I've mentioned this before. 
He's got an awesome podcast. It's the Business of Sports podcast. Seems like the timing with Andrew is always good. And I guess this is either the best or worst timing, Andrew, because it's like literally tweets are coming down by the second while we're talking right here about new positives. I guess, listen, you haven't had more than five seconds to react to the news, but what we know this morning, after two days in a row of no more Titan positives, there are two more players that tested positive in Tennessee. And then after a couple days of nobody for the Patriots, other than Cam Newton, Stephon Gilmore has tested positive this morning. What is your immediate reaction? We're playing through a pandemic. I mean, what did we think? <laughs> That's my reaction, Ross. And I know we've been through this all off season, and I have been one of those guys that everyone kind of throws shade at. I get it. Like, hey, you don't want football. No, of course I want football. But I, I said it all year. I mean, at some point you have to look at each other in all sports, non-bubbled, and say, are we really doing this? And listen, this is not anything against football or what the NFL has done. They, I talked to players, again, before the opt-outs, like what they're doing is amazing. And when they get into these facilities and all the requirements and the testing and the testers are there at 5.30 in the morning, but there are going to be positives. And we don't even need to s speculate on how. It's just too many people too much a transmissible disease. So what do we do? I think the big question is not so much bringing up practice squad players to replace. That was in place. That's in place. You know, you can bring these guys up, Ross, and field teams. That's the easy part. The hard part is isolation and quarantining and shutting down facilities like the Titans, because then you can't practice. And then you can't prepare for games and can't have games. So my initial reaction is when people were calling for a pause based on just the Titans last week, I'm like, no, the NFL is going to put this pause off as long as they can. Maybe we're reaching a point of a pause next week. Probably not. Maybe, we'll, maybe the Titans don't play. Maybe another team doesn't play. But the NFL is going to hold on to the idea of a playing through as long as they can. And already people are talking about week 18, week 19. I think that's best case, Ross. I think what we want to do is finish the season. And if it takes till March to do it, they'll do it. Yeah, there's a lot here, Andrew. It's interesting because I had a bunch of other things to talk to you about. Because even after Cam tested positive and Jordan Tayamu, the Chiefs practice squad quarterback, tested positive, it still seemed to me, after no other Patriots had tested positive for a couple of days, that there were always going to be individuals that would test positive. It was just whether or not it got in the facility, which is what appears to have happened in Tennessee. There's not a lot of rhyme or reason. Unless all those guys happen to hang out socially together, it feels like, and there's practice squad guys, so it's not the travel, it feels like somehow, somewhere, it got in the Titans facility. Yeah. And that was the biggest concern to me by far. And it still is now that two more guys have tested positive, even after they had two days in a row of no positives. 
But now you have a practice squad guy for the Patriots, Bill Murray, and now Stephon Gilmore, who was on the flu plane. He was on the COVID plane. He was on the close contact with Cam plane. Mm. Um, now it makes you wonder a little bit more because now it – I mean, at least if New England has an outbreak, then it is more than just a guy here or there or just the Tennessee Titans. Well, I think we're all realizing the transmissibility of this disease. And again, let's just be clear. Most people have positive outcomes. But I think what we're worrying about is a potential negative outcome and infecting people who are not young, strong, healthy people. And then back to the NFLPA conference call this summer. We're talking about NFL players that some have very high BMI measurements, some may have heart conditions, some may have diabetes, some may have metabolic issues, and it's a concern. You know, I think this, we're trying not to be political, but we have patient zero in the White House, and we see how that has led to an outbreak. So the most public you know, the biggest pulpit in the country is having an outbreak. So we should not be surprised it happens inside football teams. Um, on the other hand, let's ratchet it down, Ross. You know me, try to be reasonable, try to have measured conversation. We have an incredibly small percentage of positives among 1,800 players. We can get through this. The question becomes like you and I are discussing here, shutting down a facility. The Titans may not play again this week. That'll be two games. How do you schedule them? It's easy last week because there was something they could do week seven, week eight. That won't be as easy. You know, then you look at what the MLS did. They told one or two teams just don't come to the bubble because they had outbreaks. I mean, could you imagine if the NFL says, okay, Titans, sorry. You know, we're going we're going with 31. Uh, so these are the kind of things you start to think about. But let's be clear, the vast majority of the league is doing fine in this play through a pandemic situation. Unbelievable. Um, you know, they, they just came out this week, Andrew, with new protocols. Yeah. The NFL and the NFLPA agreed to further protocol changes before this Everything that happened this morning. Yeah, and, and I read those, Ross. Um, you know, and I'm getting, I teach at Villanova, as you know, I have a son in college, and they really reminded me of the same kind of letter from those college presidents. It's the exact same letter. It's basically saying, you better adhere to this or there'll be penalties. In the case of college presidents, the penalty is we'll send you home. You know, we'll send you home. You won't have the college experience. And that's to me too, as faculty. And the other part from the uh, pro sports side, Roger Goodell is, we'll shut this, <laughs> you will have to shut this down, not us. And it was really like, hey, we're serious. And you can see why, you can see why. I mean, listen, we haven't even talked about my expertise in, in, this, in these 10 minutes. This is a $15 billion business. And we're already diminished without fans, 20%, 25%, 30% of revenues. 
a shutdown, you know, not only would affect us fans who just like the entertainment, but think about player pay, think about staff pay, think about game pay. And of course the revenues, you know, we can't even imagine the cap next year if they have to shut this thing down. The NFL also fined Darren Waller and his teammates for that charity event. To me, that's exactly what they have to do, Andrew. I mean, if there are any pictures, yeah. videos, evidence at all of any player being in public without a mat, they got to they got to find them. I mean, they, they have to understand that even if they're not in a bubble, they have to live in their own bubble in their own house for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I think what we're seeing, Ross, is the NFL in in itself is trying to figure this thing out because what do we have? Week one, week two, the mass, the coaches, and then I raised with you on this podcast, like, well, what does that mean for the rest of the people on the sideline? And then in the memo, it's like everyone mask who's not playing. And then we've even seen players, and I think this is great, that are playing, you know, not playing at the current moment with the masks on which we didn't see in weeks one and two. You know, I think I saw George Kittle the other night who was, you know, while the defense was on the field, wearing a mask on the sideline and other players. So, yeah, I mean, this is happening. And, you know, the one thing, Ross, is when you see names that you don't really recognize, whether you're fans, whether you're media, whether you're even other players, like, yeah, but Cam Newton gets your attention, right? And now Stefan Gilmore, that gets your attention. Right or wrong, everybody's a human being. It shouldn't be that way. But when it happens to stars and household names, that gets your attention. Andrew, got to ask you about the other big business news this week, and that is Bill O'Brien in Houston. You know, four games after he's been named GM and did the Tunsil contract and the DeAndre Hopkins trade and the Deshaun Watson contract, he gets fired. What was your reaction to that news? It's a model that can't work. I've talked to you about it before, coach and general manager. It's it's just, I'll say it again, a coach has to motivate, inspire, get guys to run through a brick wall for them. A general manager has to be distanced, detached, unemotional, forward thinking. You can't combine that into one person. I know Bill Belichick does it. That's unique. It just doesn't work. My situation in Green Bay, I've related many times. Mike Sherman takes the job when Ron Wolf retires. And Mike just says to me all the time, Andrew, I'm going to make you the bad guy here. And I say, I totally get that. Absolutely, you have to make me the bad guy. Andy Reid did it in Philadelphia with with Joe, uh, Joe Banner. He's doing it in Kansas City with Brett Beach. You know, it's just a situation where you have to have that separation, and it didn't work. Now, we can all pile on Bill O'Brien about the moves you just talked about, but the model, and you have to sort of put that on ownership, putting him in a position hard to succeed, and you hope for the Texans' sake they have a coach and they have a general manager going forward. You know, what's interesting, Andrew, you didn't really have to deal with this dynamic that I know of. Um, but, you know, it appears behind the scenes, based on different things you read, Bill O'Brien was the guy that kind of got Rick Smith out of there in Houston. He brings in his guy, Brian Gain. They don't get along. He gets rid of Gain. Then he brings in his guy, Jack Easterby. They have a falling out. And it seems like Easterby 
won out in the power struggle and was able to get rid of Bill O'Brien. I'm curious. I guess there's two things on Easterby. One would be the dynamics of the power struggle for the love and affection of the owner, so to speak. And then just Easterby's crazy backstory to now apparently being in charge of the Houston Texans organization. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that imprimatur from New England really carries a lot of weight, maybe more than it should, uh, as we're seeing down there. I don't know this person. Uh, I have heard things like, is he really that person he suggests he's going to be? And we've seen some resume items come out. But yeah, it seems like a power struggle. And I think generally, Ross, when you have a coach and a general manager, or you have someone that's huffing the administration, you hope you can avoid that I guess, struggle where the coach knows that up in that box on Sundays, that other person is sitting next to the owner to run that ball. And that's easy to play Monday morning quarterback up in the owner's box and ingratiate yourself with the owner. If that's happening, you got problems. The most successful teams, same page, owner, uh, personnel person, coach person, cap and contract management. And I know it's hard, especially over time, to keep that alive. But yeah, that appears to be what happened in Houston. What's going to be interesting is we're so early in the season, Ross, you wonder if Romeo Cornell just sort of holds on or they actually bring in a coach. Because usually these interim coaches are just the latter part of the season, at least in my view. And you're so early, you might as well bring in a coach, whoever they, they decide is going to be the real coach. Check him out on Twitter, at Andrew Brandt, for the latest Everything Andrew has, he'll be all over the developing news today and the rest of the week. You also need to subscribe and listen to the Business of Sports podcast. He does a terrific job on that every week, talking about the reality of issues like what's going on right now. Andrew, thank you so much. Thanks, Ross. There he is, Andrew Brandt. Speaking, by the way, of issues, man, if there's games that aren't played this week, not good. Not good at all. They'll be off the card at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. By the way, basketball season might be over soon, so get in on that 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up, here's all you have to do. It's very simple. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code ROSS to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. And a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And go ahead and get this in this week so you can get the last Madden. Make sure you let me know if you need the Xbox or PS4 version. But last week to get the last Madden code. Tux takes. Hey, Ross, well, let's start today with any other thoughts you have on uh, the Bill O'Brien news and, of course, the latest COVID news. Well, I can't remember everything I said yesterday about Bill O'Brien on, you know, the Power Rankings Tuesday. But 
The reality is Bill O'Brien, the GM, got Bill O'Brien, the head coach, fired. And no matter what he says, he wanted more power. He wanted to be able to make all the decisions. He got that. He did poorly with it. And now he's gone. You know, if he wasn't power hungry and didn't need to be the guy making the decisions and just coached, he would still be there. But he wanted to have it all. And when you have it all, there's nowhere else to really deflect the blame or point the finger when things aren't going well. Now, I don't think it makes sense to fire him four games into the season, but I guess they had seen enough when you combine it with some of the transactions that they let him make. I mean, I think the ownership probably already knew how unpopular he was based on some of the moves he made. As for the Gilmore stuff and the Titans stuff, I'm trying not to uh, try not to freak out right now. You guys know how much I love football. Gilmore was evidently close with Cam. So he was on the plane with the 20 people that had close contact with Cam. So I'm curious to learn more about that part of it. And then as for the Titans, you know, it's a little weird to have a couple days in a row where nobody tested positive. So it makes me wonder, is it part of the previous outbreak or is it something new? I, I, I'm wondering what the deal is. Because how could you have two more days? I mean, those guys haven't been in the facility for like nine days. So are they testing positive from that first thing and the incubation period's that long? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I won't even speculate or try to pretend like I'm one. Ducks takes. Injury time. Uh, we got a torn bicep for Niners uh, D-lineman Zigianza and a torn Achilles for both Falcons safety DeMonte Casey and Bucks tight end O.J. Howard. I think it's Kazee. Is it? I thought it was Casey. DeMonte Kazee. Okay. I think. Maybe, now, now, you got me, uh, now you got me questioning it. Anyway, Ansa... He's, I mean, he, this is like three or four years in a row where Ansa's just been beat up. His body's... He's done, man. I mean, I'm not saying he's done, but his body is telling him something. Ziggy Anto was a great player for a couple of years there, but his body's just crying for help at this point. It's a shame, but it happens to people. It's a rough, rough sport. Not everybody's body can can hold up, um, and, and they start to break down. As for DeMonte Kazee, uh, I mean, the Falcons are already a mess in the secondary. This makes him even worse. I like him as a player. And then O.J. Howard, I think we kind of already knew that, but he was having a breakout year, too, with Brady scoring touchdowns. I think it might even be his contract year. Such a bummer. All of these kind of injuries, by the way, are why I always say if someone offers you a really good deal with a lot of guaranteed money, and you, you got to take it. I mean, I, I, I guess it depends on your risk tolerance, but I would take it. I'm, I'm conservative. When it comes to stuff like that, I don't like taking on a lot of risk. Ducks takes. Latest transactions include the 49ers releasing wide receiver Mohamed Sanu, Broncos giving D tackle Mike Purcell a contract extension, and the Raiders place defensive tackle Maurice Hurst on the COVID list. So, Mohamed Sanu, the, the, the Niners just signed him really because they were so decimated by injury at the position, and they knew that Sanu knows. Kyle Shanahan's offense, now that they're getting some of those guys like Debo Samuel back, they just don't need him anymore. By the way, 
Sanu was on the Niners roster for three games, which means this counts as a whole nother year for him for his pension, annuity, severance, health savings account, 401k, et cetera. Three games counts as a year. So even if he doesn't get picked up the rest of the year, that is significant. Just the benefits uh, of all of that stuff makes a huge difference. Little little inside being a player there. Um, I would, I would, if somebody told me they'd give me three more games, I'd come out of retirement tomorrow as long as nobody would hit me. Uh, Mike Purcell has been cut about a million times. I love this. You guys know how I feel about this. It's like 6.4 million guaranteed. I want to say 14 something over three years, but 6.4 million guaranteed is the key. You know, Mike Purcell now will be able to be set for life as long as he's smart with his money, even though he's already been cut, I want to say six times. He's had a really nice year stuff in the run. I'm happy for him. Maurice Hurst is the COVID-19 guy for the Raiders. You know, I, 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 I'm never going to make that big a deal out of one individual player testing positive in terms of it being a threat to the team or their next game or whatever. Um, it is funny, though, when it's Cam Newton or Stephon Gilmore it certainly catches your attention a lot more than when it's Jordan Tayamu or even AJ Terrell. The other thing I wanted to mention, Brian, I don't know if I wrote this down in our show notes or not. Trey Lance, North Dakota State quarterback, officially declared for the NFL after his one-game season. North Dakota State had a one-game season against Central Arkansas. It's crazy. I mean, he redshirted, played one year, 28 touchdowns, no interceptions, won the national championship as a redshirt freshman, played one game, and now he's turning pro. I mean, he really played one season as a freshman at the FCS level. Now he's turning pro. They say he'll be a top 10 pick, though. We've talked about him on the College Draft Podcast. We will talk about him a lot on the College Draft Podcast moving forward, especially January, February, March, etc. Uh, you know, I'm, I just it's crazy to think that North Dakota State will then have two Top five quarterbacks in the draft within like five years of each other. And by the way, the quarterback in between them, Easton Stick, he's an NFL quarterback. He's on the Chargers roster. Unbelievable. People need to hire anybody from North Dakota State. Those guys know what they're doing. Hey, football fans, are you an Amazon Prime member? Did you know you can watch Thursday Night Football live on Prime Video? It's the future of football. Catch all the action on any device almost anywhere in the world. You could choose your favorite announcer, including Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, or Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah, or Chris Long and Kerry Champion from NFL Next. Get next-gen stats and watch in-game replays on demand all within Prime Video's X-Ray. Next-gen stats are real-time stats powered by AWS. No more waiting around. You can access the current stats anytime. Need to check how your fantasy player is doing? This is the ideal way to stay up to speed. In-game, on-demand replays are accessible on your remote on Fire TV or by turning your mobile device sideways. So if you're a streamer or simply want the most custom way of watching Thursday Night Football, tune in live every Thursday starting October 8th. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. and kickoff is at 8.20 p.m. Eastern on Prime Video. Also available on Fox and NFL Network. NFL Network simulcast subject to change. Thursday Night Football is presented by Bud Light Platinum.
So, you guys, if you're not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, you really have to. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We put special content and videos up there that you know you don't see elsewhere. I know most of you just listen to the podcast because you have for years. If you could not tell, Amazon specifically, I believe, wanted to approve of the um, the commercial there rather than have me do it live on the show. And so that's what they call a digital insertion, which is great. And, and the people just, that are just listening wouldn't know that. But what's weird is when Brian plays the audio, I'm just standing here, just sitting here on the YouTube part of it, the video part of it. And I just start dancing and I don't know what to do because it's like a minute where I'm not really the one talking. It's something that Brian inserted. So anyway, uh, check out youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Please subscribe. And if anything, just go to about the 27 minute mark so you can see the different things I do while we do the Amazon insert. Brian, we got time for an email. It's been a while. Let's do it. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. So the email address is ross at rosstucker.com. Anytime you need to get at me for any reason, ross at rosstucker.com. You're trying to get the last Madden, whatever, ross at rosstucker.com. And if you ever take advantage of any of our sponsors, and there's a lot on the sponsor page over at rosstucker.com that we love. I mean, we don't take them unless we use them, like them, love them, whatever. Take advantage of any of those. Just go ahead Forward me the email you get when you sign up for anything in life, ross at rosstucker.com, and I will read and respond to whatever question you got. It's been a little while, so sometimes it takes us a little bit. We try not to go too far over 30 minutes, um, but we have a little time today. So what do you got, Brian? Hey, Ross, it seems like uh, quarterbacks are always going to be compared to each other due to their draft positions. Now, Looking back on the Eagles and Rams tilt, I uh, wanted to hear your opinion on who do you see as having uh, more personal and team success going forward. Obviously, this also relates to what you were just talking about with North Dakota State and Carson Wentz. Uh, appreciate all the entertainment you provide. Your upbeat attitude is greatly appreciated. That is from Joe. Joe, that means a lot to me. That last line that you just said means a lot to me. Attitude is something we can control in life. Now, I will say this. In general, I'm a happy person. I'm an optimistic person. I'm a hopeful person. My wife says I'm too trusting of a person. But that's how I choose to live my life. I try to look at the good in people, see the good in situations. I am very open to other people's opinions. I enjoy learning about other religions, other uh, political ideas, thoughts. I just think that that's a much healthier way. I don't understand people that are so um, polarizing and so filled with anger and hatred. Like I know a lot of people uh, that are each political party and they're really smart people and they're good people. So I like listening to what they say. I, I like listening to what they say and, and hearing their perspective. Anyway, um, I like that you noticed that, Joe. That means a lot to me. That's one of the ideas here. We love football. It's a happy thing to talk about. It's a fun thing. A lot of people have a lot of different stress in their lives. This should be a way for you guys to just smile, enjoy, 
know that I am having as much fun doing this as it sounds like I'm having. I really am. As for Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, Joe, I swear, that's like a roller coaster, bro. I mean, 2017, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, clearly Carson Wentz. Then 2018, it's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it'll be Jared Goff. 2019, oh, no, it's Wentz. It's Wentz. 2020, uh, I don't know. It might be Jared Goff. It's crazy, Joe. It really has gone back and forth. I'd say so far this year, you'd have to say Jared Goff. But check with me in a couple of weeks, I guess, or check with me. Next week, look, you watch both these guys. And if you haven't, you can always go to NFL Game Pass. Um, I've told you guys about it a lot recently. You can catch every snap from every game. They got full game replays. I'm a big fan of the 45 minutes with the condensed games. They've got the coaches copy there. Love the NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Love the NFL Films archive. Lots of stuff there, but you can go. You can go and watch Jared Goff and the Rams and watch Carson Wentz and the Eagles at NFL Game Pass, uh, NFL.com slash Game Pass, where you get the free trial, and you can see which one you think is better. I really don't do think, though, right now, it's kind of a roller coaster. It's kind of up and down. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. I don't know, Joe, if we'll ever have the answer. I, I think it might. Just continue to kind of toggle back and forth like that. Uh, we will have the Fantasy Feast podcast today with Joe Dolan, part one. Really looking forward to it. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com, Sporticulture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics, with an X, all of whom deserve a shout out. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.